You have fought back the Dominion, looted strongholds, and even braved the Shaper Storm. But now you're safe behind the city walls. Freelancer, welcome home. This is The Anthem Show. Welcome home, freelancers. This is The Anthem Show. I am your host, Manny G, and joining me are two good buddies, Flavorous and Andy. What is up, guys? What's up, homie? How's it going, buddy? How are you guys doing, man? All right, let me ask you, what is your current hype level for this uh, game, Anthem? Like, are you like, like at a four or are you at a, like an eight? I'm at an 8.5 easily. <laughs> yeah. I'm at an 8.13. 8.375 right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Carry the two. Yes. It, yeah. it is so dangerous to get like overhyped about yeah. something that you haven't even had your hands on really. Oh man. And then, well. I just get to let it go. Yeah. I think that you have to be excited about the game, which is fair and it's fine. Yeah. But then you just have to temper that expectation because it still has those two little letters on the box. You know what I mean? <laughs> e. The, the E and the A. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, compared to Activision, yeah. dude, yeah. EA is like a, like a tame little sheep. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Probably not. Yeah. All right, guys. So this is our pre-launch season of Anthem, the the anthem the game anthem the show the show anthem (laughs) (laughs) the game launches february 22nd and this show is to serve as a foundation episode one we went over what anthem was what type of game it is and now we're going to go over the world of anthem so before we do that we have a bit of news so we learned from mike gamble from twitter that we get to preload the demo on January 23rd. Nice. So this the, is absolutely great for you, Manny, because your internet is yeah. so terrible. Oh, I know. <laughs> this I is need, the Manny rule, the Manny clause. <laughs> I need the Manny clause. Very famous in December. That's right. Um, yeah, I need uh, I need some extra time, so this is going to be great. The the Like we mentioned last week, the VIP demo is the 25th, 6th, and the 27th. So the mm-hmm. 23rd gives us all plenty of time to get that thing preloaded yeah and i'm in i'm in because i'm an ea uh what do you call it ea access ea yes. access yeah i have that thing awesome yeah so i'm good good and i'm uh i pre-ordered so there you go i they gave me a bunch of free months because of battlefield i think i got three free months so oh, yeah really? that's yeah. pretty sweet don't know why but i'm happy about it boom nice in other news, IGN has their first, the IGN first series for the entire month of January is Anthem. So they have a bunch of exclusive gameplay on their YouTube channel and a bunch of write-ups on their uh, on their website. So go check them out. There's a lot of cool stuff that they're showing. They've already showed um, like some mission work, some free play uh, gameplay, and um, it's been pretty awesome. So they're kind of uh, showcasing different javelins, like their builds and stuff, and just a, a variety of activities. So yeah. it's looking pretty good. Have you guys had a chance to check that out? Oh, totally. I was all storm until I saw their preview of the interceptor. Nope. <laughs> nope. Oh yeah. man. This team's already got an interceptor, buddy. Sorry. You gotta move <laughs> oh, on. Oh God. 
<laughs> we could well, probably have more than one. That's fine. Yeah, you cannot <laughs> listen. What's better than one interceptor? I'll tell you what, two. Two interceptors. How about that's four? <laughs> four interceptors, you're not taking on strongholds. No, you're not going to do that. <laughs> four interceptors and one Colossus. We'll be fine. We'll be, yeah, totally fine. Um, I have not gotten a chance to look at um, first look stuff. I have been kind of perusing a lot of the streamers, right? Like Datto has stuff and, you know, a lot of the uh, the streamers as they've been allowed to put their you know their footage out from when they played the game i've seen that but ign does a good job with that first look stuff so yeah um yeah i'm I'm, I'm, i definitely plan on checking that stuff out and taking a peek well we got a look at the lost arcanist mission and that's likely what the demo is going to be about uh we don't know we'll see but a lot of the uh, ndas are kind of lifting slowly but surely for a lot of people that are ea game changers and I saw today on YouTube that there was some footage of, of a new mission that we haven't seen yet. So mm. if you are wanting to save yourself from any spoilers, the game's almost out. Then stay away. Stay away from YouTube. So uh, that that's up to you. You've been warned. And also, the last bit of news here is the next developer live stream will be taking place January 17th, which is a Thursday, which is the day that this is coming out. And that is going to be at 3 p.m. Central, and the focus is going to be entirely on weapons. Oh, nice. It's like my favorite thing, the guns. Yeah, I am really looking forward to that. And you know what? For me, like, I feel like that's what makes or breaks the game, because for better or worse, if it doesn't feel as good as, you know, as, as Bungie, you know, mm-hmm. because that's, man, say what you will about that developer. Yeah. That is the one thing they do exceptionally well. It's just the feedback from your weapons. Oh, um, yeah. If, uh, if they can do a good job with that, then then I'm sold. I think yes. Warframe does an- that also. Warframe is another game that just, the, they, they, and they're so diverse in their weapons. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to check that out. I think it's a little bit different because with Destiny, you use your guns and then every once in a while you get to use your abilities. But most of the time it's your guns. With this, it seems to be pretty much mostly your abilities. And while your abilities are on cooldown, you use your guns. Yeah. So it's it's a bit of a different focus. Yeah. Yeah, I have seen that. But I do want to see impactful weapons. I want to see weapons that are unique that make you feel like, wow, this Andy's hammer. This is a yeah. must have dude, dude, for anybody's happen, arsenal yes. who wants Absolutely. to blah, blah, blah. Right. I can't. So I'm hoping for that. Like, you know, like, yeah, that's the one thing destiny is really good at is having, having these unique exotic weapons, like, Mm -hmm. like the, the sleeper simulant, for instance, you know, that, that charge up time when it fires that insane laser that does a ton of damage. It is, it feels good. It feels impactful Mm -hmm. and it, it, the weapon has character. It has personality. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll, we'll find out soon enough. So this episode, we are focusing on laying the foundation of lore for Anthem the game. And we have something special right here. Flavors did some recording and uh, let's give a listen. The gods of this world, the shapers, harness the power of the Anthem of creation to form everything we know. But their work wasn't finished. For some reason, either never known or long forgotten 
It left before it was done. Our world is incomplete. The tools of their undertaking are still around us, still active and still changing even the ground beneath our feet. We are stuck in our own genesis. That makes our world a dangerous one. The anthem of creation is powerful. That we know. And there are forces that seek to harness that power. We can't let that happen. But that's where we come in. We are the freelancers, and using the powerful javelins, we will protect the world and all who call it home. So suit up. We have work to do. Yes, it is time to suit up freelancers. We definitely have some work to do. So like I said, we're going to be talking about the lore and the sources that we're using for all this information is IGN, uh, Wikia, Gamepedia, Developer Tweets, and Anthem's official website and Anthem videos. So those are our sources. If you've heard some of this before, as you're looking for Anthem information, then, you know, there's, there's a limited amount of information that's out there. Mm-hmm. So we all basically, those of us who have really dug in, uh, we all kind of know the same things, mm-hmm. right? So this is, this is our take on the lore. So first off, the lore of Anthem is described as science fantasy. So what is science fantasy? Well, according to Wikipedia, in a science fiction story, the world is scientifically possible or at least is portrayed as such, while a science fantasy world contains elements which violate the scientific laws of the real world. Nevertheless, the world of science fantasy is logical and often is supplied with science-like explanation of these violations. So it's it's not exactly science fiction uh, like um, what was what was the description they they compared it to uh, to uh, Star Trek? Yeah, it it's was... not like Star Trek, right? It's more like Star yeah, Wars. Star... Yeah, Star Trek is science fiction. Star Wars is science fantasy. Uh, either one, if you suspend your, your disbelief, uh, make perfect sense. Uh, but Star Wars has got the force. You know, how do you explain that? <laughs> yeah. It's got the Magic. whole gravity and space going, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real so, thing, yeah. guys. Science fantasy just kind of opens it up, lets them do a little bit more uh, without having to explain everything. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm down with that, man. And Casey Hudson of Bioware says, Anthem at the highest level is about the fantasy of being an armored hero in an amazing, mysterious world. We're designing the world to be so dangerous that it requires you to wear suits of power so that you can have superhuman abilities. Heck yeah, Iron Man. Exactly. So the starting point of all this, the world of Anthem was created by gods, but the world was abandoned before it was completed. Uh, They vanished, we don't know why, but they left behind their technology that they were using to terraform the planet. Tools of creation. Uh, Their relics and artifacts that completely retained all of their power. And here's the kicker, they randomly activate and cause devastation. And they can do anything. You never know what one of these tools is going to do. It can just make a rainstorm. Or it can spawn infinite wolves. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like my (laughs) nine-year-old. So Mark Dara 
says it's like an abandoned construction site with heavy equipment that turns itself on. It's our job to interact with them and shut them down before they hurt anything. So we're the, we're the, uh, the, what do you call it? The, uh, we're OSHA. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. That's a much better example than I was going to mention. Yeah, so in the world of Anthem, the gods of the world are called the Shapers. So they use these tools, right? They're like these machines or whatever they are. are. They're called the Anthems of Creation. And and they use the Anthem to create the world in nine days, but only after three days, the Shapers vanished, but they left all of their tools behind. And uh, this quote from John Warner Um, Speaking to IGN, he said the shaper tools are pieces of untold power that were used to create the world, but they also do things that are beyond the scope of mortal understanding. They don't just move dirt or create forests or gusts of wind. They do all manner of things that we just don't understand. These aren't exactly examples, Warner says, but as Flav mentioned, but the shapers tools can do anything. One of them can spin up and start spawning endless wolves. And one can just turn anyone around them inside out. They're unpredictable and they're dangerous. This is definitely my nine-year-old right here. That's <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> so, yeah. So he's he's describing these shaper tools, these relics, these tools that are just laying around the world. They're just randomly turning on. And the power is immense. They're so far beyond human understanding. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just spawning live creatures endlessly, that is an event that I want to play in that I want to take part of, but the whole part of, you know, just anybody that's standing next to one could all of a sudden have their body turned inside out. Then I don't know about that. That seems a little terrifying. And so then our power suits protect us from that. Then I think so. Perfect sense. Makes perfect sense now. Yeah, exactly. Well, you think about this from a gameplay perspective, what does this mean? It means they have unlimited possibilities for world events. Yes. Mm -hmm. They can just do anything and they can always mix it up. Whereas like you think of Destiny 2, there's a limited amount of public events. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you just keep doing these same public events over and over. These guys have the opportunity to just really mix it up and give us anything and everything. And that's, that's awesome. Hopefully this, you know, this extended period of time that they took developing the game allowed them to have a nice little stockpile of things to do because if if heck any of our games as a service titles that we've mentioned if, if those have taught us anything is that we're pretty ravenous uh, <laughs> consumers mm-hmm. of content you know so uh, hopefully it'll it'll let them pace it out and and like you said give us some really unique experiences because they they're setting it up that way for sure and we know that it's, you know, it's a live service game, but it's dedicated servers. So they have the ability to just turn on an event all of a sudden, and we all experience it at the same time in the mm-hmm. same part of the world. So yeah, that's, that's definitely an exciting possibility. Yeah. But from the human perspective, we're living in a world that's described as having no mass production and it's a world without microchips either. Mm-hmm. So humanity is, is living in a, in a somewhat primitive state, mm-hmm. but this world, it's, it's crazy, it's dangerous, and it's a need of heroes to nullify all the danger. And that's exactly where the freelancers come in, right? They have these handcrafted, specialized exosuits called javelins, right? And with mm-hmm. these javelins, 
we're able to kind of take a stand against the chaos mm-hmm. and we're able to fight against and shut down these these tools of of creation and and kind of bring some peace to mm-hmm. humanity or just stability even right <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah yeah control the chaos a little bit yeah so the the freelancers they're actually a faction and uh, one thing that i really like about anthem is that it's set up to have several different factions these different people groups that have specific functions um so let's jump into the factions i got you covered here manny factions we have the freelancers a ragtag group of javelin pilots held together by a 500 year old tradition founded by one helena tarsis the freelancers hold to a legacy of helping the helpless so very uh knights of the round table-esque <laughs> right um, yeah and i think freelancers at this particular moment when we start playing people don't really look up to them currently they're you know a ragtag group right so mm-hmm. so they're, they're not necessarily a trusted group at the moment you know so i don't know if something has happened to where they've kind of lost their reputation lost some of their honor right but you know that's that's us right we're the freelancers we're getting into these javelins to to help our our fellow humans right we have the sentinels and the sentinels are also javelin pilots who care for the cities and settlement settlements of anthem uh, their sense of justice and order help them keep the city safe like the police so i guess they're more you know law and order uh, for the actual uh, cities versus the the anthems, or, or, or the javelins, I should say, mm-hmm. or the freelancers, man, <laughs> who, uh, who are more like uh, a maverick in Top Gun. That's what it yeah. sounds like to me. And you're going to see the Sentinels around the city, right? Mm-hmm. They're hanging out, keeping the peace. Right. More straight-laced. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Corvus. Corvus are an extensive network of intelligence agents, spies, and diplomats Corvus's main goal is to scout out threats and remove remove them without direct confrontation. While they are not above having their operatives engage in targeted sabotage or assassination, now and again, they prefer to contract out any of their messier tasks to third parties uh, like the freelancers. And that is from... The website. The website. My bad. I'm sorry, Manny. I cut <laughs> off a little bit. It's all good. So they sound like they're more like uh, covert action type. Uh, this reminds me a little bit of uh, Sam. Uh, what's his face from Splinter Cell? Right, like not necessarily, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, completely uh, helpless. Uh, you know, he's 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 you know he can do the job, but yeah, you know, his skill is in uh, going in there covertly and trying to trying to mess up the program in more in subtler ways. If you- All right, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't the interceptor come from Corvus? Well, it sounds like that. I was thinking about that as I was reading it. I was, I was, I was thinking like, this sounds like what the interceptor does, you know? <laughs> Where he's- yeah, I, I, I think so. We'll, we'll, when we get to the javelin specific episodes, we'll know for sure. But I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure that, uh, that the interceptor comes from Corvus. It makes sense. It's very rogue. Let me guess. The, and so the tank comes from the Sentinels. Well, the tank actually comes from Helena Tarsus. That was her suit was a modified Colossus, and it was actually the first javelin. That's right. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Shall we move on, gentlemen? 
Yeah, let's do it. All right, ciphers. Uh, ciphers are humans gifted with and rigorously, rigorously trained in the ability to communicate mentally over long distances, performing complex analytical calculations and processing incredible amounts of information. They serve in support roles to Lancers, providing information and analysis during expeditions, also from the website. Wasn't the storm supposed to have some sort of like telepathic abilities? Well, the storm's power kind of comes from the Anthem of Creation, mm-hmm. and the Cyphers are also kind of connected to the Anthem of Creation. So there is a connection there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's not necessarily one-to-one. Right. Uh, but, but yeah, the Anthem is not understood uh, by us, mm-hmm. you know, in the real mm-hmm. world or anybody in this world completely. Yeah, it's it's just a really confusing thing that gives a lot of power, and you can do a lot of things with it. So. Right. But the ciphers, they're like going to guide us through the game, right? They're always, we always have our cipher where it's Owen or whoever with us all the time because they can communicate to us. You know, they're not like, remember they told us there's no microchips. There's no, the, the communication we have with our cipher is just completely mental. Telepathic. Yes. Nice. Which is pretty crazy, right? Right. Yeah. I so guess that's a bit of the science fantasy. That definitely science, science fantasy. That. <laughs> Right on. Well, I, hey, man, I'm game. Sounds great. Flav, mm-hmm. were you going to say something? Well, I was just going to say that's, you know, that's speaking to how they are connected to the Anthem. Uh, we don't exactly understand their powers, and I'm not sure they exactly understand their powers. They just know that they are connected to the Anthem in some way, and they can do things that other people can't. Boom. The Force. <laughs> Sounds exactly. good. <laughs> All right. We, up next, we've got the Arcanists. These guys don't sound, just the the title alone makes them sound like bad guys, but let's see. <laughs> Arcanists are scientist mystics who have dedicated, dedicated themselves to researching the mysteries of the world of Anthem. The Arcanists uh, research both the natural frontier as well as the technological. Their ultimate goal is to gather, categorize, and preserve the complete knowledge of humanity. Their tireless promotion of knowledge and teaching has been directly and indirectly responsible for much of the technological advancement of this world. Also from the website. And I can tell you right now, that sounds like uh, Archimedes to me. A big nerd. <laughs> what it is, it's it's a cryptographer. He's going to take your legendaries and give you blues, Andy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. no. I, don't, I knew I didn't like him. I told you, Archimedes does not sound like a good guy. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Um, Okay, next we have the Scars. uh, Created by Chaos, they desperately want something related to the Shapers, maybe a relic. Uh, They are insect-like, but they try to mimic humans. I was just about to ask, these these critters don't sound like they're human. Maybe uh, maybe the, uh, well, I was going to say maybe one of those uh, machines just pooped them out you know and then just, <laughs> <laughs> here they are just ruining all the fun in my mind that's kind of what happened how the scars come about but i'm, I'm sure we'll find out but they have a really unique silhouette right uh, like if you see them in, in any of the trailers they're unmistakable the scars they have like these weird little pointy things sticking out and stuff mm-hmm. and they do kind of look a bit um oh, okay. like yeah right yeah i know what i know which ones you're talking about yeah, but that's that's one of the main factions that we're going to be fighting. Mm. Uh, we've we've got to see 
a lot of gameplay in which we kind of just kill all the pawns and then we've gotten to see the boss the huge spider the big uh, she is a, yeah she's a scar mm-hmm. so yeah that's that's one of our main enemies we're going to be fighting nice i like it uh up next we have the dominion uh the dominion is a militaristic fa- uh, fascist human faction and ancient enemy of the freelancers as well as the primary enemy in anthem Philosophically opposed to the freelancers, the Dominion desires to subjugate all humanity under their rule. To that end, the Dominion aims to control the instruments of the Shapers and harness the power of the Anthem of Creation. Their capital of Stalheim is situated in the north of the world, an area which they have aggressively been conquering. They are led by the Monitor. Uh, And this is from uh, the Anthem Gamepedia. Uh, the monitor from the story reveal trailer. Uh, I have seen the power of the anthem destroy entire civilizations. For generations, our people struggled to survive, but the javelins helped us to fight back the chaos. The walls protect our families, but the anthem still rages. The walls can only do so much, but with the power of the anthem at my fingertips, I will end all this needless suffering. So that sounds like a leader I really want to get behind. Yeah, right. No kidding. Yeah, and it sounds like he's kind of speaking out of both sides of his mouth, right? So it's it's uh, because I mean, if if they're our main enemy, mm-hmm. you know, the, that speech to me doesn't sound, you know, like he's uh, demonizing the the. Uh, well, I guess he's talking about specifically javelins. Maybe he's talking about his own javelins and not the freelancers, right? Yes. When, when he says, "But the javelins helped us fight back." Yeah, I guess. No. Yeah, he's a bad guy for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I actually think he's in a gray area, which I really like that direction because in a lot of games, we just get, this is the big bad and he wants to destroy the world for absolutely no reason. But this guy has a belief system and he thinks he's doing the right thing. And I I think it's always more interesting whenever you get an enemy like that, that isn't just pure evil. Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what exactly how he's described as yeah. like, you know, as far as the Dominion goes, um, they've said there's no black and white, it's just gray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from their perspective, they're doing it right. They're doing it the way they think needs to be done because of exactly how dangerous the, the anthem is. Right. So he feels the only way to do this is to to take take its power, to take its full power to stop the suffering of his people. Yeah, and and you know what, Flav, I think you're absolutely right, man. The story is so much more interesting when you don't know how to feel about the side that you're on. I feel like Gears of War did that so well, you know, in 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 that world. And that was a world that I poured myself into. I read all the books. Okay, that's how much I was into that. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, same thing, right? Like you were uh, you know the 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 faction that you were a part of, you know when we just watching them on the screen and and just hearing you know, you know your boss kind of scream at you and kind of try to sell you the line right and and then the bad guys quote unquote you know the the people the human people that you were fighting against, uh, the rebels, like just hearing that whole story you're just like man I don't know if we're the good guys you know? <laughs> <laughs> we're the bad guys uh and uh and same here man like if they can if they can pull that off where you know they can they can throw that in there where you're just not entirely comfortable with with the sides and the positions that you're taking up because in a world like this i mean it's easy for us to 
to imagine that world and say, yeah, we, you know, we're the good guys, they're the bad guys. But, you know, the real world, right, isn't that simple because there's always more, you know, there's way more to what makes a person the way they are. And that to me is is definitely some of the most interesting stories that I've that I've played, that I've watched, that I've listened to, you know, that, that hopefully that pans out. Yeah, and obviously just from this description, something has happened to the monitor mm-hmm. that has absolutely changed his life and makes him feel the way that he does. Mm-hmm. And and obviously at some point we're gonna learn what that thing is. And I'm excited about it. Uh this I might be more excited about the story in this game than the gameplay. <laughs> and that's a that's a rare thing. Right. Yeah, and, and we don't know how long humans live in this world. Right. Because, you know, uh, Helena Tarsus, that was like 500 years ago. And, and it tells us that the Dominion are an ancient enemy. So, you know, who knows how old the monitor is, mm-hmm. you know, how long, you know, where, where, where was the Dominion? Were they a part of, of that particular group that fought against, you know, the, the cataclysm or whatever was happening back then to start the uh, all these exosuits the javelins you know and what you know what happened how did this all start and i'm i'm very much looking forward to to how it all began you know why are they why do they feel like this why do they feel they need to subjugate all of humanity under their rule you know that is that is a pretty big step so they are definitely being set up for an enemy that anyone can recognize as an enemy you know, if if you ask any human, hey, this group of people wants to subjugate all humanity, well, they're going to say, oh, they're bad people. Right. So they're definitely being set up that way, but they have their own motives, their own reasons, and they feel justified in their actions. So, Well, and then just to, just to hopefully to support our theory, uh, and I say our, Flav, I'm, <laughs> I'm now adopting your theory as my theory as well. <laughs> These are two factions, but very... Clearly, we have a third faction who who really is, you know, the quote unquote bad guy, right? Like they're these creatures that are spawning from this this thing that we don't entirely understand, right? So that is the perfect setup for that, you know, for like this side thinks they're doing the right thing. Our side thinks we're doing the right thing. Uh, and then we have this common threat that clearly, you know, if we work together you know, we'd have an easier time of that. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's a good setup, man. Uh, and just to further that point about the Dominion, uh, Mark Dara uh, via Twitter uh, says, your primary enemy in the story will be the Dominion, a human nation bent on subjugating the other people. Uh, the Dominion believes that they can control the tools of the Shapers and bend them to their own purposes. The Dominion are an ancient enemy with a secret in their past. Uh, they have their own javelins uh, and are responsible for creating the storm javelin in their northern city uh, of Stralheim. Uh, you will actually do battle with the Dominion storm javelins called Valkyries. So there you go. The storm are from the Dominion. That's actually the coolest enemy that I've seen so far because they kind of have powers that rival your powers. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of neat. It would be like in Destiny, uh, just coming across another guardian. Right. Another whenever whenever you're guardians. on patrol. Yeah. yeah. Duh, it's what the crucible is. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, you know, and I, I have been kind of picking up some uh, conversations on Reddit and Twitter about uh, people saying, you know, all this footage that's coming out. It's like, man, it looks so easy because like, you know, you you just disable the shield of the the Valkyries that are in the sky. They just fall down. You know, they're super easy. But, you know, people don't remember, I guess, that there's multiple difficulty levels. I was going to say, man, that the torment level 18, we'll see how easy it is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah. I think. You know, as as we crank up the difficulty level, yes. we'll quickly become like victims of one shot mechanics right. and yeah. and uh, we'll have to utilize cover and stuff. Mm -hmm. Although we want to be flying all over the place because they have to balance the game yeah. around our ability to fly because mm -hmm. automatically you have this huge escape to Advantage, be able to fly for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the enemies, they're going to ramp up in difficulty. So I am really mm -hmm. looking forward to seeing the 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 dominion and all that they can bring as far as enemies in the game go right like i want to see them you know popping their supers and i want to see them you know just different builds that we have i want to see that they have uh, similar builds to kind of defeat us so that's that's another aspect i'm looking for and you know that in the easier levels we're not going to get the good gear right yeah. So oh we'll yeah. Feel real, you know. They're they're going to be super easy, but we're handling them fairly well, and we're going to crank up the difficulty and completely get humiliated <laughs> because the thing that we need to make us powerful enough to make that a breeze is is behind defeating those enemies, right? Exactly. The harder enemies. It's the same thing that that if they if they're sticking to their Diablo comparisons that they themselves are throwing out there, then that's how I imagine it's going to work and. And, you know, if you're playing the easier levels, well, great. Yeah. Have a good knock mm -hmm. yourself out, killing everything. But you're not going to unlock the true potential of all of these awesome jobs. Exactly. Yeah. So. And how do I know that they're playing on an easy level? The drops that we see are like white, gray. Yeah. Right. Green. Exactly. So. And I do think that gear is going to be a huge part of it. But I also think that in the elder content, uh, team play is probably going to be what you have to have even more so than gear. Mm -hmm. Because if you watch these dev streams to where they're doing the gameplay and whatnot, it gets really chaotic and they even admit that they're playing on easy on most of these dev streams <laughs> yeah. and stuff is going down. Yeah. So yeah. it's going to get crazy. Oh yeah, man. I oh, can't man. wait. I'm getting excited again. Yeah. Okay. My hype level's <laughs> up to 9.253. Exactly. <laughs> Three, 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 three. That three, sounds three. like a mortgage rate, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> so while Stralheim is the home to the Dominion up north, our home is Fort Tarsus. Flavorous, can you tell us about our home in Fort Tarsus? I can. It has terrible internet, which is why we decided not to report. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. This 5G is not all it's hyped up to be. <laughs> no, it it's a fortified human settlement. And it's enclosed by a megastructure known as the wall. Walls are really... It protects... <laughs> <laughs> it's, the wall protects the fort's inhabitants from the dangers of the outside world. Freelancers are commissioned to venture outside the fort to gather resources for the free people of Fort Tarsus and combat forces seeking to dominate them head on. And we kind of talked about it last episode, but Fortarsis is a personal instance, so you're not going to ever see any other players there. It's kind of your own place, and this is where most of the story is going to take mm. place. And the concept art 
if if you would like, uh, Manny, don't you have an Instagram account oh, that has yeah. a lot of pictures? Definitely, man. Go check out the Anthem Show on Instagram. I have like 150 different pictures of Anthem on there. None of them are lewd, though, so it's kind of a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're not going to find any javelins with their helmets off. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> but what you will find is Fort Tarsus concept oh, yeah. art, and it, it actually it looks like a pretty big place. So maybe bigger than what we're used to. You know, we'll compare it to the Destiny Tower. It looks quite mm-hmm. a bit bigger. It's not the only human settlement, like we said. You know, there's there's Stalheim, the Dominions up there, but then there's also other settlements. I think as we're playing through the game, Fort Tarsus kind of like changes. That's one thing that they said is like uh, at the beginning of the game, you only have access to a certain spot in Fort Tarsus. Oh, so I, I think see. it's going to grow okay. and grow. And right. uh, I, some of that concept art, like like you mentioned, it looks amazing. Like I'm I'm very mm-hmm. excited to see what what they've actually pulled off in game. Because it looks great. I love all the big statues and stuff that you see in the marketplace and and just all the places you can shop and customize your javelin from. You know, they, they've uh, showed in a video I watched earlier today where somebody, uh, it was one of the, the IGN first videos where he walks up to a vendor and the vendor's trying to sell him stuff for his his javelin to customize it. You know, almost like, you know, you want to look good out there while you're you're stomping the Dominion, so. <laughs> it it really does feel like a living place. They did a really good job of writing all of these NPCs. Uh, everything that we've seen so far, they all have character. It's not just you walking down and then everybody going, hey, Freelance! <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it, it is a living, breathing city. Uh, a little bit of history on the city. It was established 500 years ago by the heroes known as the Legion of Dawn, uh, which were the original freelancers, and Helena of Tarsus, or Helena Tarsus, was was their mm-hmm. leader. The original Colossus. Original the Colossus. And, and obviously, it wasn't just Colossus, because uh, I, I watched a video where somebody noticed that she had seals and and if you followed this seals are what you use on the storm to control kind of the elemental mm. forces of the mm-hmm. storm it's those big pimples on the right arm yeah those are the yeah, seals exa- <laughs> yeah so uh not only was it tanky but she could also use all of the elemental forces of of the storm and you can see that whenever there's a clip of her putting her sword down and just shooting <sighs> lightning everywhere so, uh, what I want to do is get my hands on that baby. <laughs> <laughs> DLC, man. Yeah, right. Yeah. A nice yeah. little microtransaction. <laughs> oh, w- one quick thing about Fort Tarsus. Um, they're still trickling out tons of information on Twitter. And people were asking about like a social hub. Like, you know, I know Fort Tarsus. Fort, Fort Tarsus. <laughs> goodness. I know Fort Tarsus. <laughs> I know Fort Tarsus is uh, a personal instance, mm-hmm. but. These online games, they're about, there's a huge social aspect. And a part of that is seeing other players in the world. And, you know, if the most that you could ever see is three different strangers, if you're matchmaking, then that's, that's not exactly hitting the mark. So, um, they said something about a social hub and I think they answered it with like an emoji of somebody wearing sunglasses. Oh, okay. Right. So, so I think they're, they either have something planned 
and it's in game now that we're going to discover maybe not for Tarsus, maybe some other city, mm-hmm. some other walled city, or it's something that they're planning to bring into the future. So uh, e- either way, that's that's the beauty of a live game, right? You can add big, cool things down the road. Yeah, right. Like the uh, like the top deck on uh, in Monster Hunter, where you do the oh yeah yeah, yeah you, for sure you do the arm wrestling. I always had hoped that the entire ship or the entire area in Monster Hunter, you can see other people, but yeah, there there's the top deck where you can have a party up there with all your buddies. Yeah. Sweetness. Yeah. So. As I was saying, Legion of Dawn was a faction of human heroes led by General Helena Tarsus, and they were the first to create and pilot the Javelins, and that was during the darkest chapter of humanity's history, and it was the Legion of Dawn that acted as a guiding light, whose protection made way for the creation of fortified human settlements safe from the dangers of the outside world. Nice. Yeah. So, so back then, this this period, this uh, time period that took place 500 years ago, there were some brave, heroic souls here. And this woman, Helena Tarsus, she led the pack. You know, every every good story has has a hero, right? And this particular hero, something happened that kind of gave opportunity for her to kind of lay her life down in order to secure a better future. And she did it. She took it right mm-hmm. in the. Uh, the Legion of Dawn trailer, there's a quote in there that says, it is in her honor that we fight and it is her legacy that will carry the day. So yeah, that's awesome. So so what do you guys think, man? This this is cool. And I, I like that there's like a built-in history to the freelancers. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it just adds a, a extra layer of depth and character to the story. What I really like about it is that as the freelancer, you're not the special one. Uh, when we go in, we're just another freelancer. Helena Tarsus is the special one. And so we're not the chosen one. You know, we're not the one destined to be. Uh, we we came after that. And, and so we're just trying to, you know, do our role, mm. finish our job. And everybody who picks up the game is all equal. And I think that's mm. a really neat way to go about it. Because usually in video games, you're always the chosen one, right? Exactly. Yes. We're just a squirrel in the world. Squirrel in the world. <laughs> but uh, nice, dude. Yeah, it's uh, it is cool that they have they set our faction up by giving us this backstory, right? Because it tells us exactly what our code of conduct, if you will, right, is. Uh, which, which in this this, this the description, uh, you know, that we gave earlier was uh, a you know, now knights of the round table esque with our uh, Arthurian, you know what I mean, figure uh, <laughs> who who does ultimately sacrifice herself um, for the greater good, right? And that's and that's fuel for for us to to carry the fight on. So that is super cool. Hopefully, you know, through our experiences in the game, we you know we catapult ourselves uh, into into that that upper tier right maybe not quite as high as uh, our general potentially are well not until i get my hands on that javelin yeah, well that's what i'm saying though you know what i mean <laughs> that, you know, yes. is that something that's going to be out there available to us <laughs> through our you know through our adventures are we going to be able yeah. to land that sweet loot mm-hmm. well again with this what they've done is they've 
they've opened it up to tell a really good mm-hmm. story. So we've got the monitor who, you know, is in a gray area. He can definitely evolve. We can learn his backstory. We've got Helena Tarsus. We can learn everything that led up to her adventures and why she sacrificed her life. And then while we're continuing, we we carry on that mantle. So they have really set themselves up to tell a really good story. And they've left it pretty open. So the thing go, they can go a lot of different places with this. Yeah, it's really great. I am very excited. And the lore of Anthem seems really rich and deep. So hopefully this show served as a foundation to kind of help us all understand, um, you know, where, where we're starting out mm-hmm. when we, uh, when we pop in that disc. Yeah, it's all digital, baby. Oh, I, <laughs> all digital. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm not, I'm not buying a disc. No, I don't, I don't I, do people still do that? I don't know. But Archimedes does. Yeah, he does because he likes to trade in. He likes to he likes to say, you know what, this isn't for me anymore. But speaking of disc, <laughs> they are they do have the Legion of Dawn edition of the game. So there's only two editions. There's just the standard and then the Legion of Dawn edition. What do you get? You get like the Legion of Dawn armor pack, and also it's uh, Light of the Legion weapon skin. It's pretty cool. They look pretty nice. I like them. I think they'll look pretty awesome. Is that just a weapon skin? I didn't realize that. I thought it was an actual weapon. Am I wrong about that? No, you know what? I think you're right. I think it is an actual weapon. Okay. Looks pretty great. It really does. If you look at this armor, it looks fantastic. And I'm not one that usually cares about cosmetics. I'm just like, I'm going to shoot things exactly the same, whether or not I'm silver or gold. Uh, but but this looks yeah. really nice. It does, man. I'm tell you what, man. If Bioware really pulls this game off, man... I'm 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 gonna collect all the javelin hmm. skins, dude. I'm just gonna do it. Don't do it, Manny. Don't do it. <laughs> we're not. Don't do it. It's too sexy. My, we don't <laughs> do <laughs> MTX anymore, bro. Remember? Yes. Oh, don't yeah, do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Only if we could. I'm gonna have a moment. It's gonna yes. be like three in the morning, after like a long night of of killing creatures, and then I'm gonna have a moment of weakness where I'm like, oh my gosh. I just spent a hundred dollars <laughs> on this helmet. Yeah, the next day we're just like, "Where'd you get that yeah. cape, Manny? That's a nice cape." Oh, man. Uh, oh yeah, dude, we were playing blackout, and I was the uh, <clears throat> excuse me, we were playing blackout, and I was that that robot uh-huh. skin or whatever. And then I think Larson was like, "Somebody uh-huh. spent some money," because yeah. <laughs> like, I had some of those uh, oh, yeah, cod yeah, yeah. points or yeah. whatever. I still have all of mine, man. I need to go get me something. <laughs> Maybe I can convert them to Legion bucks. Yes, yeah, if yeah, see if uh, you know, call call customer yeah, right. service. <laughs> see if EA can transfer those to. Uh, no, that's that's the yeah, one. It's Activision. Company. Yeah, that's totally the wrong company. One can hope. I'll buy you a gift card. (laughs) (laughs) So that is episode two. So thank you everyone for listening to us. We appreciate that. Thank you so much for everyone who has decided to support us on Patreon. We really appreciate that. And if you guys have any questions, any feedback whatsoever, please reach out to us. You can hit us up on Twitter, just at the Anthem show, or you can send us an email feedback at the Anthem show.com. Or you could come over and join us in our Discord. We are a part of the Gaming Adventure Club, so just go over to gamingadventureclub.com slash Discord and jump on Do it. it. It's where all the fun is at. Yes. So freelancers, until next time, 
Have an adventurous week and take care of each other.